Let's kick off our Thursday show with the Country Racing Show. We've got all the racing news and people from around Victoria, racing's greatest state. Welcome along to Colrain, Bendigo, Ballarat, Waterball, Fed365, Geelong. And good morning, everybody, from Swan Hill. Welcome to the South Turf Club. Already. Ah! Off they go. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. Where we belong, country race is strong, it's got it all. Yeah, it's time for the Country Racing Show, as it is each and every Thursday morning. The star of the show is Nikita Ross, and she joins us in the studio. Hello, Nikita. Hello, Maddie, again. Yes, <laughs> a busy morning of uh, action. Oh, sorry, a busy couple of days ahead in country racing. Um, there's no country cups uh, on the agenda, but there's racing right around Victoria, isn't there? There really is, and uh, plenty of Christmas parties this time of year as well, which mm. is fantastic. And what better way to, to celebrate with colleagues or family mm. or friends around this time than uh, heading to the country races, especially with the weather hopefully turning this weekend. Yeah. I'm heading down to Yay myself, the picnic meeting there, so I can't wait to to get there, Cozzy, and, uh, and be amongst that atmosphere. And always remember, just behave at the Christmas party. We don't want you doing the dance of the seven flaming serviettes on top of the table at yeah. nine o'clock, right? That's right. We don't want it to be your last Christmas party at that particular <laughs> not, not place. Not like a bloke in one. Sydney. That's correct. Very true. <laughs> can he, we we can might he leave some trouble. We might leave that there. V Racing, you're with Matt Nevitt, Sean Cosgrove and Nikita Ross. This is the Country Racing Show. And yesterday we uncovered... Um, plenty of stories about Glenn Conroy. Uh, one lady we're about to learn a little bit more about is Benalla trainer Julie Schmidt, who joins us on the line now. Uh, good morning to you, Julie. Thanks for jumping on the program. Good morning. How are we all? Yes, so uh, we're well. It's great to hear that you're up and about as well. The sun must be shining in Benalla, unlike it uh, right now in Melbourne where it's just cloudy. Oh, the sun is shining. It's a bit windy, a little bit cold, but it's not too bad. Oh, great to hear. That what is... we've had. That is, that is great to hear. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Julie. Uh, I'm just looking through a few things on the internet about you. You've, you've got uh, a small team of horses with yourself and Wayne. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I um, got my trainer's license in, in, was in South Australia in, in Strathalbyn. Started with Daniel Clark and a little bit and Brian Mueller. Um, got involved with Wayne and made the move. Um, left South Australia and come over here in 2006. And just bought my small little team that I've always bred with and everything. And um, so, yeah, then my little horses in the stables are the horses that I've bred um, that have actually come over from Adelaide with me. So I just muck around with a couple of my own in amongst with the horses with Wayne Scott. So they're homebred ones, surely yours? Yes, they're all my homebred. I had a, well, we were mucking around with, uh, many years ago with Daniel Clark and when he had a stud and had a couple of mares over there and they were um he was giving them away and i said well i'll take one and um they were sort of bred from her and yeah so she's come over here as a two-year-old and i've um bred a few from her which i've been which i've raced um about three of them out of the mare julie it must be really rewarding when you get a horse that you've bred and I assume you've done all the groundwork with at the start and then get to the races and then to win a race it must be extra re- rewarding knowing that you've been involved from the very start. Oh it's just a just a fantastic feeling because like you get a young horse and everything and you, you, you treat them like your children and you just go through and watch them and even to get them to the races and actually see them go around in a race is, is the most exciting thing to do when you actually breed your own, own horses and everything and to actually get them up and you know uh, uh, win a race is oh, it's, it's just so thrilling and it gives you a great thrill of the horses that you've bred and you think wow I'm, I'm 
this is why I'm doing it and I'm enjoying doing it. Julie, I've read quite a few. When you send the races on the first time, I reckon it's almost like sending your child to school for the first day. You just say, go there, don't get into trouble, don't get hurt, and don't bring a note home from the headmaster. Get home safely. That's correct, <laughs> yes. So, But, yeah, no, I had a bit of tragedy back here a few years ago um, with, with some that I had bred and everything, and, you know, sort of put a bit of a down on things, and I just didn't want to go to the races anymore, didn't want to breed anymore, but... Um, then you sort of see him sitting in the paddock. You think, no, I've got to. They're there for a reason. That's what I want to do. So you you, you pull them in and start breaking them in and do a bit of work with them and think, oh, no, nah, I've got to keep going. So it, it just it gets in your blood. What happened, Julie? Uh, I had a lovely little fella that um, was a full brother to it's there that's racing on Saturday at Vanilla. Um, he got in a mingle in Mooney Valley right on the line and he uh, fractured his scratched his leg um and we tried saving him but yeah it was it wasn't to be so um yeah lost him um and then my next runner um didn't come home from the races so you know my the next six months was a real down i just uh, i'd had enough and everything so i thought no um i had the little fella that i'm racing saturday in the paddock and and wayne goes you've got to bring him in you've got to bring him in we've got to do some work with him and so, yeah, he got my energy level back going and, um, yeah, and having a bit of fun with him again, so, which has been fantastic. So, during those tough times, Julie, and you mentioned that they were obviously quite difficult, how do you pick yourself back up in those moments and, and find the, the hunger and the determination to get back doing what you love and, 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 and find, an, you know, find another horse that you can carry on with? The hardest thing there was, like, yeah, I just did had no motivation, didn't want to get involved, but because I was involved with Wayne and, you know, helping him out with his horses and stuff, so you're out there every day with the horses and stuff, and, and then you just, it just sort of comes back to you, you know, you want to, you want to think, well, yeah, I can, I can keep doing this. Um, so you sort of think, well, you sort of pick me up, but there's still inkling in the back of your mind that you're still not, sometimes your heart's still not quite into it. Mm. Um, but then when the day when they come out and they do something spectacular and you think, wow, that's is why we're doing this and this is why you persevere. And... It's like losing the family member, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it, it, it is. You know, like you, you're with them for so long. And, and, and when they're lovely, quiet horses and you know you can do stuff with them and everything, and, and that it's, it's just a big shame when, um, when something like that happens. They can uh, provide the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, can't they? Oh, horses, yeah. That's well, for sure. like, like here's, a, here's a classic example. Like the racing industry has so many highs, but I think the lows outweigh the, the highs because, like, we won the race at Ballarat um, on Thursday. We come home. Thursday, Friday morning we get a phone call. The mayor, a mayor had foaled, but the foal hadn't survived. So, mm. you know, you're on a high and then... Bang! Oh wow! Yeah, you've got a foal, but no. And then, yeah, twenty-four hours later, you're back down to earth again. Now, can we get the money at Manala on the weekend? Well, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping. He's drawn a nice gate. He's actually thriving after his last run at Wangaratta, so um, he's just a pleasure to have in the stables. So hopefully, we can, um, yeah, just get a nice clear run, and he can get the chocolates. Does Wayne interfere? Who's the boss, Julie? <laughs> Uh, he he does a lot. He has a lot to say. We sit down at night and have a bit of a chat about a few things. So I call him the draft horse. Uh, he does he does all the work, and I'm the pack horse. So I'm I'm behind behind the scenes. 
You're on the sulky behind just driving him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so between the two of you, how many horses have you got at the moment? Oh, it varies from 8 to 12. Yep. So we've just um, sent a few away to get broken in at present. So we've got 8 here at present. So in, in about another oh, week, we'll probably have, have up to 12. So, so yeah, we keep us busy and off the street. Hey, how did all the rain affect you? Did it knock you about much, Julie? It wasn't too bad. Uh, we were lucky because Wayne got impacted in 93 with the floods um, and he actually bored out on a hill. So the water sort of went around us, so it was a lot lot easier then. Um, but, yeah, in and out of town, we helped Russell Osborne out a little bit and stuff. So, um, you know, just watching with all the weather and everything that we had, um, we, were, we were very lucky. And now I, I just feel sorry for the people down South Australia, down the Murray, mm. keep an eye on family members over there. That mm. uh, yeah, the water's slowly sleeping into the properties over there. It's just it's just horrific how you know the water's gone from Victoria, but how it's running down to South Australia, and you don't realise it's, it's downhill to to the Murray Mouth. Now, Julie, listening to you, you're so passionate about your horses. I'd love to have a heart rate monitor on you when you win a race, <laughs> and I'd love. To, I reckon you'd be an, you would just scream the joint down. Am I right? Yes. Your dad, dad, when I was in Adelaide with an old horse called Magical Spirit, he would he he wouldn't watch the races. He would just watch me. Um, <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> and he just, just, just I I just love yelling out their names and watching them go around and just because you put so much hard work into them. Yeah. Um, it's just a passion to see them doing so well, and people don't realise. Oh, you've just won a race. Yes, you won a race, but they don't realise the hard-earned work and mm. earnings that you've actually put into them. Have you ever harmed yourself physically, like no voice afterwards or things like that? Uh not too bad. Not too bad. A little bit squeaky, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just have a saying. I love my horse, and. Um, so yeah, when, when the old magical spirit used to go around, he just—he was my boy. So he goes, "I love my horse." So everyone was um, used to get that saying all the time. You know what, Julie? The day you don't do that—that's the day to rack the queue and give it away, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I wouldn't be giving it away too soon because it's there's going uh, absolutely brilliantly at the moment, Julie. So. We wish you all the best at Benalla on uh, on Saturday. Hopefully, you can get the money once again. Thanks for coming on Big V Racing uh, this morning. No worries. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. There's Thanks, Julie. Julie Schmidt there. Benalla trainer, Wayne, who we keep referring to, is Wayne Nichols. So that is Julie's partner. The draft horse. And uh, <laughs> if you actually look on his website, the official title for Julie is operations manager. So she was selling herself a little bit short there. Uh, but they're doing a great job with their horses, and uh, it's theirs going really well at the moment. Do right now. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. Welcome back to the Country Racing Show. Matt Nevitt, Sean Cosgrove and Nikita Ross with you on this Thursday morning. And uh, Adam Chambers is on the line now. He's about to join us. Uh, he's got some runners over the weekend and the stable is absolutely airborne at the moment. Six winners from his last ten runners. He joins us. G'day, Adam. How you going, guys? Oh, well, thank you. What's the secret? Um, oh, there's no real secret to it. Um, I've been going to the yelling sales over the last, oh, I suppose, five years being active in buying probably one yearling each year and uh, yeah these ones that you're seeing racing um yeah they're just uh, ones that i've picked out for not much money and and yeah they're doing a good job on the track uh adam you've just about got rsi training winners according <laughs> and i was never any good at maths but i reckon you strike in about 11 out of your last 50 you've got the chockies yeah it's um oh well they're obviously just happy horses that i'm 
off a dairy farm um, 10 minutes outside of Warrnambool. Um, you have built stables here a few years ago, and uh, yeah, we've got a good little setup here. So yeah, horse, happy horses win races, as they say. So do you poke around the paddocks with them out there on the farm? Uh, yeah, I've got a sand track here. It's about 500 metres uphill um, sand track, and then yeah, I've got six boxes. Um, and they've all got day paddocks that they go out to during the day. So, yeah, they're, uh, they love it. Adam, something that caught my attention was last Thursday at Warrnambool. You had a, a mare go around there, second start, Rich Paris, uh, a mare that looks to have plenty of upside. But in the post-race interview, you mentioned that it was touch and go there for a while after she had a, a an accident early on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was a, um, a phone call that I can still remem- remember vividly. It wasn't a good one. Um, yeah, she just, she hurt herself really badly in the truck, um, got her, her front leg caught between the dividers there in the truck and, and she didn't even get home. She had to stay up there at, uh, Leneva Parks for a good while before she was able to come home and then still had to be, um, box rested for a good period after that. So, so when was that, Adam? Well, that was, uh, uh, middle of 2020. It was a Vogus Gold sale, which ended up being, um, an online sale because of COVID. Uh, so I did a day trip up there to look at yearlings and, and spotted this girl out. And, um, yeah, we didn't get off on the right foot, but it's, mm. it's been very pleasing that the owners have, have always backed me in and look, she's four year old and she's only had her second start. So they've had to be patient, but they've, um, yeah, they've let me do my thing, which is good. You had a fair apprenticeship, David Hayes, Lindsay Park, Tony McAvoy. Nice to have that under your belt, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of, uh, you mentioned those winners recently. Well, that's uh, due to having a good apprenticeship and, um, yeah, fo- following under them, uh, yeah, you learn the ropes pretty quickly of, of uh, the right things to do. Did you work in Japan as well, Adam? No, no. I, I went to Japan uh, just prior to COVID at the beginning of 2020 just for a a holiday for a couple of weeks, but yeah, I was able to go to the races in Kyoto and mm. um, there was a group two on that day and Chrono Genesis won that race and she went on to, to very big things and um, yeah, it was probably my favourite ever day at a race course. I just was blown away and um, yeah, seeing Michael Falgate and Peter Moody at the Japan Cup, it sort of um, brought back good memories. V Racing, Adam Chambers is on the liner. Adam, you mentioned that you, your property is just outside of Warrnambool. Is is that where you grew up? Uh, yeah, it's um, a family farm that's yep. been with us for a few generations. Um, my grandfather uh, bought this farm many years ago and um, yeah, so it's just uh, yeah, where, where we've landed. Adam, the uh, Japanese experience would be interesting because by you, they get them fit first up over there, don't they? They don't muck around. Oh, yeah, I've always admired their racing, but to, just to see it firsthand, um, yeah, you say the race is over 2,400, they'd be a 1,000 from home, and they're not afraid to sit wide. They'd sit out five or six mm. deep and start chiming in, and, yeah, the leaders would go real hard, and, uh, yeah, it's just their stamina. It's unbelievable. They just they just keep getting stronger and stronger towards the, towards the finish, and they're long straights, and, yeah, they, they don't get tired uh, like horses do here in Australia. Adam Chambers with us. Adam, just quickly, the horses you target to train, do you, you target yearlings or tried horses? Uh, generally, uh, yearlings. I just find that, um, yeah, you'd rather start from scratch with a horse than through its career. I know, know its history, whereas you I find with your buying tried horses, you're either buying horses that are unsound or they have 
temperament issues. They're the two, the two main things. So I'd yeah, rather start from scratch and give myself a better chance of getting a, uh, a star. Adam, you've got a couple going around at the Valley tomorrow night. Kev's girl goes around um, in race number six. Um, do, you, do you give that horse a, a chance from the good barrier? Uh, yeah, I think she'll run well. Um, the speed map is a little bit tricky. There's a fair bit of speed in that race. Um, and as you've seen last start at Tarang, she is very, very quick horse, um, especially now with the blinkers on. So... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to say to see how the how the race pans out, but um, yeah, she'll push forward and, and give a good sight. And in race seven, you've got Glen Ferry Girl drawing the pole. Um, is that a positive or not? I would say it is a positive. Um, Dean will push forward. Uh, she had a wide barrier at Warrnambool last start, so she had no option but to go forward. Um, she ran really well last start, but she always runs well in that race. On Jericho Cup Day, she's placed in that race the last three years in a row um, and runs really well on a home track. She hasn't run as well at Mooney Valley in the past. Um, so, yeah, I would say she's more of a place chance. Anything, el- anything else we should keep an eye on over the uh, that'll help us uh, pay for the Christmas dinner, Adam? Um, no, not so much in runners. I just think that that horse, Rich Paris, that won last Thursday, uh, if she can um, improve... With her uh, behavioural issues, um, she should she should go on to, to bigger and better things. But, um, yeah, that's about it. All right. We'll be keeping an eye on her. Uh, Adam, appreciate your time on Big V Racing this morning. Uh, good luck at Mooney Valley on Friday night. Thank you. There's Adam Chambers joining us there. It's a minute past 12. Uh, we better get to our... Uh, usual segment, what caught my eye. Now, I was told off before the show because I always ask Cozzy what his is before I go to Nikita, and often you two double up. So, Nikita, I'll go to you first this time. Be very careful, we, Nikita. We could double off again, I don't know, but um, what's caught my eye is a few firsts in the past week. So, um, now, I'm not sure if it's Ryan Houston or Houston, but uh, he rode his first winner at Warrnambool last week, and it was an interesting story. Doesn't come from a racing background. Started out by mucking out boxes mm-hmm. uh, for Paul Pruskas, so, yeah, love the smile on his face. And likewise, Tom Preble, who's obviously had a, a different upbringing with family involved, um, he rode his first winner at, at Mornington earlier in the week. So I just love to see the reaction from uh, from the jockeys when they mm. ride their first ever winner. It's uh, it's terrific to get the, that interview straight after. And uh, li- likewise, uh, Reese Goodwin getting his first Metro mm, winner yeah. on Saturday as well. Um, and the, the emotion from his dad, who was on track, uh, as we know, Reese was on his way to Wangaratta, so wasn't there, but... Um, those those firsts are really special, and it's what I love about racing. And uh, they, they were a couple that caught my eye this week. Great points, Cosy. You might need thirty seconds to think of a no, new one. No, you no, or no. Not? Ryan Houston was what caught my eye in particular because he rode that horse for um, Paul Pushka, fourteen hundred meter race. And it was a great the, interview, wasn't it, after the race? Yeah. He, uh, how he mentioned that he just rocked up on his doorstep looking for a job. Great story. I was more impressed with the ride. Yeah. Because super. often apprentices try to win before the turn. They're keen and enthusiastic. Mm. They they get keen and take off. They try to win at the 600. And good ones don't. And this young fella sat back second last, eighth of ten he was, going down the side. He gradually eased into the race. He kept the horse balanced the whole way. 
And in the straight, he didn't panic. And for trainers looking to put a kid on, who can claim four at the moment, have a look because the horse did tend to duck in or lay in a little bit in the straight. He straightened up. He did everything right. And he rode uh, beyond his years. Mm. So uh, best compliment I can pay him. I thought it was a terrific ride. And good luck to him. I hope he has a great future. Yeah, good stuff. Great to see those young jocks off the mark. And I'm sure the others that have started their uh, riding careers will be soon to follow as well. I'll tell you what caught my eye. It was at Bendigo on Sunday. When Kalashani Ladd won at the ripe old age of 12, that is some effort. I think the horses have to get retired when they turn 13, don't they? Yeah. That's the rule, yeah. So he's closing in on the on the finish line, but great to see them get another victory with Kalashani Ladd. He's been a terrific horse for a while now. Uh, Mark Stevenson is the current trainer, and Cal Cox is the owner. And Ben Small did an interview on Racing.com recently um, with Cal, and it was just a fantastic interview. You can tell what that horse means to him, and uh, you can certainly understand why they've kept him in work because he continues to put a smile on his and um, fellow connections' faces. So I was trying to get him on earlier in the week, but he was a little bit elusive. So um, hopefully he can get another victory up before the career finishes, and we might be able to have a chat to him on Big V Racing. But great to see the old boy get a win. Now, talking of uh, horses with a bit of age on a winning, David Manning alerted this to me, and at Redcliffe yesterday, a horse called Weasel went around. Mm. Now, I reckon he's 16. Uh, he is. I was going to say, I've, he's six, I've and, heard of Weasel for a few years, and every time I hear it's about how old he is. Yeah. He's 16, and he got the money, and it was a young driver's race, and he's nearly as old as the kid who drove him. Yeah. And another two years, he'll have his license. He can drive <laughs> He can drive for the track. And you can imagine, at that age, he's, he's had 400 and something starts, this horse. He's so sound, he just loves it, and still going around, and... I said to David, it'd be amazing. He'd be in front and the young kid would go to go and the old horse would turn around and say, just settle down, mate. I know where to go. Yeah. We're going on, mate. So who trains Weasel? It's, there's some other part of that story where it's, is it the trainer's only horse? Um, it, it, for those out there that are, that, that aren't aware, it's worth probably Googling Weasel well, harness, harness racing. And, well, I'm about to bring Weasel up here and find him. But uh, God give him strength at that age. He's still going around. Yeah. And uh, let's find him here. I hear his name. Sorry, he didn't win. He went around yep. in the um, the young ones. He was born 17th of October 2006. He's had 413 starts. He's won 30, <laughs> 43 seconds, 43 thirds. He ran fourth at Redcliffe last night in the yep. young drivers. Unbelievable. The durable, the standard breads, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just... Amazing. No, no signs of finishing up just yet either. God bless you, Weasel. Yeah. He's an absolute legend. Oh, what a great effort. Uh, Nikita, what's coming up over the next seven days or so in country racing? As I mentioned off the top, Christmas parties galore, Maddie. Um, and a bit of unfortunate use. Seymour, as we know, they've had their yeah. two track reconstructions and, um, really unfortunate that due to the flood water, a part of the track there has become contaminated. Mm. Um, so nothing to do with the old renovations. It's just because of the recent flood water. Um, so that's not suitable for racing. So their meeting next Thursday on the 22nd has been transferred to Wangaratta. Um, so such a shame for Seymour. We know they've had some tough times there. Uh, but Wangaratta will hold that meeting, free entry, happy hour up until race number two. So if you can get along um, to Wangaratta, that will be a, a great day. Uh, we've got Benalla, Colac and Ye on Saturday, um, as well as tomorrow we've got Geelong Christmas parties. So yep. plenty of racing action right around the state and in the country, and uh, yeah, hopefully plenty of people can get get along to one of those meetings. Yeah, absolutely. And then next Thursday, looking forward to discussing all of those meetings across that Christmas and New Year period. There's so many in the country, so looking forward to doing that next Thursday. Thanks, Nikita. Thanks, Matty.